0: Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal peoples of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast, and pay my respects to the Elders, both past and present. Hi everyone, I'm Tani Cook and welcome to Chuffed. Some of you may know me as the girl who married a stranger on TV, and now I'm chatting with you all here on my podcast. This is your unfiltered safe space for all things love, career and life each week I chat to all different types of cool people with fascinating stories. We unpack relationships, life, the serious and the not so serious, business, beauty and a dash of pop culture. Thanks for joining me. Let's get into it. This week we welcome makeup artist and beauty influencer Claire Bridget into the studio. I was so excited to have Claire on to chat all things beauty from her journey as a makeup artist to doing content full time, behind the scenes of sponsored content, what is going on with these kids in Sephora, plus her excellent beauty trend predictions for 2024. Hope you guys enjoy. I remember when I followed you on Instagram like it would have been like a bit like last year and you like follow me back I was like oh my god (laughs) you're
1: gonna make me tear up I'm like this is the hype I needed I need to come on every
0: week honestly (laughs) but yeah I was really keen to have you come on because I think I personally obviously follow you but I was really keen to hear your journey from you know working Mm full-time doing your thing and then becoming a content creator because you were really you're very very consistent and I'm keen to hear how you kind of got into it because was it Always something you knew you wanted to do, or was it just something you fell into and you're just like, oh, this is actually doing pretty all right? Let me
1: see what happens. Okay, so it's a bit of a long story because I feel like everyone back in the day, like beauty YouTube, yeah, like I feel like I loved it. <laughs> I loved beauty YouTube, and okay, I was actually who's one of babe? my it who's the, who's oh, like f- Tanya Burr, like yeah. all the UK girlies, Tanya- yes, all the UK yeah. girlies. That's where it started, but it really started because my best friend at the time, like a primary school best friend, she got me into it and she forced me to watch all these beauty YouTube videos. And okay. I was like, awesome, this is great. Right. I want to do that. Yeah. So of course we started doing our own like YouTube videos like when we were more like maybe like 16, I would say. And to be honest, I always wanted to put myself out there, even yeah. though it was a bit, you know, cringe or maybe people were judging <laughs> embrace me behind the clothes, cringe. Embrace the cringe <laughs> and always embrace the cringe yeah. because now look where I've come. Totally. So I did that and it's always been part of my life and doing a little bit of content creation, but truthfully it never was anything till COVID. So COVID kind of hit and I was working at Mecca at the time. Mm -hmm. So I was at Mecca for five years and at the time I really wanted a job in like marketing and PR because Mm -hmm. that is my degree. So I could not even beg someone to work for free. Like I could not get someone to accept me as an intern. I was begging people to work for free. Like every beauty brand I was emailing being like, Hey, I would love to do content for you. I would love to do this. I would love an opportunity. I will do it for free. And literally no takers, no bites, nothing. The amount of interviews I did during COVID and obviously COVID was a hard time to get a job, but it was terrible. I was crying every single Mm -hmm. week. I could not get a job. And then TikTok became a thing. Mm. And I was like, okay, what is this? I would love to do this, not only for myself, but to get a job in marketing and PR. Put that on the resume. If no one's willing to hire me, why don't I make my own experience? So that's how it kind of began. And I think since that point, I was like, you know what, I'm going to be consistent about Mm -hmm. it because I want this job. But also in the back of my mind, my beauty guru dreams from those YouTube YouTube days, (laughs) I was like, oh, this could be like a little bit of fun. Yeah, And then I just stayed consistent and then it turned into something. But then really, I think always at the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, this would be great to do as a job, but I just never saw it happening for anyone, especially recently. Yeah. yeah. It's, did you, so when you were doing makeup and stuff, cause are you officially trained? Like yes. are you, you qualified as well, right? Yeah, I'm qualified. Love that. So <laughs> I've kind of always done multiple things at once. Yeah. So I did. Start my degree in public relations yes. at university. And I loved it, but I found the first year really, really challenging. Sure. From that adjustment from high school to university, I found that really, really tough. And I think I just needed a little bit of a creative outlet. So I turned mm-hmm. to my parents. I said, Hey, I would love to do makeup. And I remember the day the first thing my mom said was, You're not dropping out of uni, are you? And I said, No, mom, don't worry. I'm not dropping out yeah. of uni, but I really want to do makeup as well. Yeah. And they supported that. So I did my makeup qualification. It was a certificate to in retail makeup and skincare mm-hmm. because I felt like like I learned so much off YouTube I just needed to learn you know the sanitary things the tips and tricks on doing makeup on someone else because I think it's very different on yourself versus someone else 100% and so many people can do makeup good on themselves Mm. but they can't do makeup on other people and that's what I really needed to learn Mm -hmm. and hone in on those skills so yeah that's when I got my qualification
0: and it's so interesting seeing a lot of influx of creators during COVID as well and I think adapting to platforms like TikTok because TikTok it's just I find TikTok you can just grow so quickly and it's the consistency right because you're I think especially with your style of content when you're like talking to camera you've really got the kind of strategy down pack with like the hook and then you go into it (laughs) and it's it's so it makes sense because it's like yep Okay, you kind of know what you're gonna get, mm-hmm. and then you go into the video. And I think it's really interesting seeing how you've kind of adapted to that with the different pieces of content that you create. Cause it's yeah, it captivates you and then you're like, oh yeah, this is this is good. And then you just keep pumping yeah. it out.
1: It's interesting that you bring that up because obviously I, I feel like as a viewer, a lot of people are like, oh, this is just a fun video, but obviously, you know all the background and yeah. as a creator yourself and being in the industry. But I love researching like how to make Mm. better TikToks, like the marketing behind it. I love that. That's all I do. Like my algorithm is literally like beauty, of course, but it's marketing. And I love like furthering my knowledge so then I can create better videos. Yeah.
0: Because it's crazy because you can see like a completely different edit of a video go... So much more viral, or like a sound, or something else, and you don't even realize. And it's like there's good content there. It's just how you piece it together, right? Hundred percent. And do you find, like, in terms of your content, what's like your favorite type content to do? Mm. Because you do a mixture of everything. What's your kind of like? What do you enjoy the most, and what do you dislike the most? We'll do like first. Okay. We'll start with the <laughs> we'll negatives. start with
1: the negatives. And it, I'm trying to push myself into this direction, mm-hmm. but like filming a whole tutorial, I find really, really hard. Yeah. One, because it's time consuming. Totally. Like, especially for a platform like TikTok, you really only got like a minute and 30 mm-hmm. seconds. Yes, they're pushing longer videos, but usually around a minute and 30 seconds. And to be honest, I'm very slow at doing my makeup. So yeah. I have to go through like two hours of footage to cut it down to a minute and 30 seconds. And sometimes, you know, some of those videos go well and sometimes they don't really go yeah. well. So probably my favorite content. So kind of videos is it's a lot of effort and my favorite type of videos on the opposite of that is kind of separating things into smaller like segments so like talking Mm -hmm. about a specific product or a specific like just focusing on the eyes or even recently something that's gone really viral for me and a style of content I like to do frequently is kind of just talking about trending topics or trending makeup items so like recently with Hailey bieber's like phone case like the (gasps) (laughs) road need that i seriously need that
0: why do they not ship to australia it's actually horrible it's actually a Horrible. crime crime i'm loving also seeing all the social media like the brands jumping on their yeah. like sticky taping their like products to it. it's, it's so good it's
1: so good and also a great opportunity for them yeah. to show leverage off it yeah 100 but i love just jumping on and just talking about fun products and new things in the yeah. industry like something really casual and i think that's what tiktok has opened up that i don't have to be fully glam i don't have to be perfect i can just jump on and be like oh has everyone else yeah. seen this what's your thoughts start a conversation yeah. and build my community around that
0: well I think that's what I like like I remember when you did a it was like a, a video on the MCO mm-hmm. Charlotte Tilbury dupe and mm-hmm. you kind of would just I feel like you're always very honest mm. like you don't really give much like not everything's amazing like you're very honest with your opinions I think that's great because I feel like even myself I struggle to be negative about mm-hmm. brands just because I feel bad mm-hmm. but I think you've kind of found a good balance of being like this is your opinion, but then this is like, you know, this is, what, this is my what opinion, is. don't kill me. <laughs> yeah, and I just loved the whole, seeing the whole MCO stuff unfold with you because it was just like, I these guys might hate me, yeah. but here I am reviewing the product. And it was just so good because it's just like relatable, right? Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's smart from the brand's perspective to tap into a creator like you that's mm-hmm. kind of been a bit maybe more sceptical about the products mm-hmm. and then you're being honest with your opinions on mm-hmm. it because I'm a Charlotte Tilbury girly through and mm-hmm. through. I would never it's just i am never kind of switch from that but I think it's still then offering up that information to the audience to be like okay if you can't afford mm-hmm. 70 how much, however much it is mm-hmm. here's
1: another alternative mm-hmm. but here's the reasons and the differences 100% mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of people don't know that I actually worked with Emco before that mm-hmm. so that was me throwing money potentially down totally. the drain, and you know I had to make that decision but at the same time as much as I'm being honest, I also never want my followers who do buy those products to feel horrible about themselves. So I feel like there totally. is a fine line. And me being like, Oh, this is my opinion. However, I totally understand that they are offering an affordable totally. option that you can definitely go for. Yeah. But I don't agree with what the brand stands for at this present moment. Yeah.
0: No, totally. And I think that's I think it's really respectful because you do see a lot of people jump on it and then not be kind of transparent about it Mm -hmm. but yeah it's just I kind of love seeing that content piece I was like oh yeah wow that's like so interesting from like more of putting on my like PR hat Mm -hmm. and then putting on my creator hat and being like oh I think it was creative the way that was done going back to the content I feel like this is always a question that people send in my inbox and and all of that what do you use to film your videos and what are some tips that you had because I feel like there is such a different variation when it comes to content. You see really beautiful, polished, obviously HD content on TikTok. And it's like the tutorials, all the fun transitions. And then you see like just an iPhone. Yeah. What do you do? Because I feel like you've got a good balance.
1: <laughs> Definitely not the HD girl. Not the HD girly. I'm not the HD girl. <laughs> Don't come to my page if you want to see that. Um I use my iPhone yep. because that means I can film whenever I want. Back camera or front camera? I'm a front camera girly because I need to look at myself. Me too. I need to look at myself. Yeah. Um, but I use really good lighting. Okay. So back to my YouTube days, I had all the lighting and everything. Okay. I wasn't doing it like half-assed or anything. Yeah. I have all my lighting. So I have a lot of, I have like a box light to my right. Um, I have a mirror with like one of those Hollywood mirrors. And I also have a ring light. And then the biggest thing that I feel like has made a jump in the quality of my content recently is like that Alex Earl um, Amazon light that you like click on.
0: I need that. I have the big softie, which is good. But apparently this Amazon one is like
1: next level and I need it. It's next level. It's like $45. So really you need it. And I feel like it really just like picks up on the makeup. It makes everything just look better and brighter Mm. and like more high quality. You can... If I turned off all my lights, it would look not it's professional. Still, yeah, it just yeah, yeah. doesn't look great. And even though my content is very casual, I think there is a certain level that you need to be at. And For I think sure. that light helps with yeah. that.
0: I'm always about the lighting because mm. even natural lighting just works so mm. well. I think it's like not necessarily about the camera quality, because we are also seeing, like, a new surge of – surge? I don't know if that's the right way to use um, – of, like, digi cameras, mm-hmm. like, kind of more, like, rough, like, pixelated mm-hmm. kind of vibe, which I'm loving as well. It's it kind of throwing me back to, like, MySpace Vero yeah. days. Um, but I think it's interesting seeing the different, like, content pieces mm-hmm. online and how people – You know, create create it because I think yeah, lighting. People don't realize lighting is like the main thing to make it look crisp. Because you can have like the best iPhone, but even my I have the iPhone 15 Pro. Sometimes I'm like,
1: what's going on with that camera? Don't take a selfie with that. No, do not take a photo. Video is fine. Photo. Why is it look so so ugly? It makes it dark. But a way to get around that is you can take a photo on either TikTok or Snapchat. And then you save it, but then the quality isn't great. But at least it's like nice and blurred yeah. and bright. Because I feel like it just instantly darkens it and mm. it looks horrible. But the videos fine. So. The videos are fine. Yeah, it's just I know it's like you invest so much and you're like great.
0: I can't even take a yep. selfie, which is like <laughs> the easiest <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> Yeah, I always get questions in regards like what camera do you use, what this and I think a lot of people get stuck when it comes to like if they want to create content mm-hmm. or they want to kind of get in that space. They're really fixated on like having the best of the best and, and you know getting all the expensive equipment and it's not necessarily the case I
1: find. No, I reckon if you have your iPhone, that Alex Earl light and a little tripod again I, I think. My K-Mart a tripod. From, yeah, like 20 bucks something like that then you'll be fine and the reality is that is holding you back from posting you are overthinking that totally and the reality is your first millions of videos honestly aren't even going to be that great like i look back at videos when i was posting what nearly bridge. every day at in 2020 and i'm like why why did yeah, i do that? Why, why did that. i talk like that why it's just so different to the content yeah. i'm doing now even though it's the same topic it's just so different so if that's holding you back you mm-hmm. really need to stop fixating on that yeah. and just go for it i agree totally agree do you remember the first brand deal you did when you started
0: doing like content Ooh, online? I feel like or was... one of the first ones?
1: I'm trying to think. I remember being like really impressed I got a deal with Maybelline. Like so I was like, oh my God, I'm working with Maybelline. She? Like who is she? <laughs> um, I feel like they were one of the first, but then one of the biggest brands and the ones that really believed in me and like sat me down mm-hmm. and were like, oh, we want to do a long-term partnership was Chemist Warehouse. Love Chemist Warehouse. And I'll just be so forever grateful for that. Like they really like sat me down and they believed in me. And this was before it was really a thing for Mm -hmm. me. This was a year before I even quit my full-time job. So the fact that they saw something in me and wanted to, you know, build that relationship Mm. and trust me and they really did trust me because the videos that we did together, I could pretty much do whatever I liked, which was great. Which is great. I feel like people tend to forget that
0: retailers are also a big
1: part of the beauty space. People
0: get fixated on the brands, but like, chemist warehouse price on these are like the big dogs that like they they do their own thing as well and yeah. i think um having a relationship with them is so crucial because mm-hmm. they're yeah they're like that's where you go get the products so oh, definitely and <laughs> i love going them. to chemist
1: warehouse so i was like yeah of course i want to partner with you <laughs> love that
0: and what has been your i wanted to hear your favorite and least favorite should we do least favorite okay. first we don't have to say the brand yep. but like in terms of the campaign that you did mm-hmm. what's something that you didn't love mm-hmm. or kind of criticisms you
1: had with mm-hmm. that campaign we don't have to name names Okay, yeah, no naming names. <laughs> no naming names. I remember because I was in a full-time job, mm-hmm. Like, and this is something that we've talked about as well, is when brands have not given me enough time to do the content and yeah. I think they assumed that it was my full-time job. So I literally totally. had someone calling me, being like, have you received the product? When are we going to get the video? Da-da-da-da-da. Like pretty much harassing me. Yeah. And oh, I'm like, I'm at work. You, uh, The due date is like in a few days. Like you need to do it. relax and like there needs to be some kind of trust between us for sure and you're annoying me at this point by being like this um so that was one and then i i've been really lucky that and especially now i really only work with the brands that i really 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 love and it's not Mm -hmm. saying i ever took anything that i didn't but now i can be even more selective so i'm lucky i don't find myself in this position too often but i have found myself in a position that i've accepted something i've gotten the product and i'm like this ain't This ain't for me. And I, it's hard because, you know, there might be a contract already in place. You've already committed to it. They're relying on you. Mm. But at the end of the day, and I always think this, it's not even just my followers. And obviously I would always want to do right by my followers. But like, how am I going to look my friends in the eyes and be like, oh, like, if they come to me, and be like, "Oh, should I buy that product?" <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like, "Oh no, it didn't." Yeah, you no, know, that's, totally, I couldn't do that. Yeah, I no, I 100 <laughs> with you. And
0: I remember a situation I had where I, it was a really tight turnaround. Mm-hmm. It was quite stressful for me because the products were specifically a foundation and mm-hmm. mascara, and those are two products that I really don't fuck with mm-hmm. messing around, like. I have to, cause I have been using like the same foundation for years. I don't like to change too much. I'll kind of add a couple of things in the mix, but it's really hard to kind of bring me across to getting a trying a new foundation mm-hmm. and mascara as well. I have like really straight Asian eyelashes. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I really struggle with finding mascaras that kind of help bring that curl. Yep. So that's two Like they're the main two products that I'll have any issue with, you know, trying out the rest is kind of fine. You know, your blush, like that's kind of, it's fine. It's just those two specifically. Mm-hmm. And the campaign was for that. And then I was like, yep. I remember I was kind of pushing, like, can I please try the product first? Like, I feel like, from my experience, when anytime I've kind of asked or pushed, Mm -hmm. there's been a bit of pushback when Mm -hmm. I've wanted to try the product out for a little bit of time. And I'm kind of, I've kind of been like, oh, Mm -hmm. like, don't you want me to have an authentic? real experience with this product and actually genuinely like it before I promote it. Um, And I found that quite challenging at times. And I ended up turning down the job because I just – I really tried to make the product work Mm -hmm. and I think the mascara was fine but the foundation, it just didn't sit well on my Mm -hmm. skin. The colour was like – it was fine but it just – yeah, it just didn't really work for what I wanted. I'm a very dewy gal. It was a matte-based foundation. And I just really struggled because I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm turning down a lot of money. But I also don't want to be like, sitting there being like, oh, Mm -hmm. I love Mm -hmm. this product. This is amazing.
1: Wipes it off straight away. Never talks about it again. And I have
0: not touched it since I tried it that first time. So it just wouldn't be authentic Mm -hmm. to me. And even from what my followers see, like I I really do share the same kind of products over and over again when I'm doing my Q&As because – yeah, that's the stuff I use and I don't really change it too much. Mm -hmm. I found that that's been challenging because – yeah, for some reason, some brands are just like, we need
1: this, we need this, we need this. And it's like, but I want to try it. I yeah. want to actually like be authentic when it comes to it. I'm so it. glad that you're honest about that. Cause I feel like a lot of creators are like, Oh, I try these products for so many weeks and months oh, in advance. Yeah. And I'm like, no. where are you getting these brands? Like truthfully, it's not like that. And that's why I align myself to certain brands because mm-hmm. I can trust them. And a yeah. lot of the time it's products I've seen that have already come out in the U S and I'm interested. And it's lucky that totally. when it does come around, I'm like, yeah, I want to do that video. Yeah, for totally. example, uh, for example, for example, we back to Maybelline that I saw them release their lifter plump glosses, but in like a plump. A plumping version, so usually it's just lift a gloss, and this one's plump. And I saw that come out, and I was like, "Oh, I love that!" Like, hopefully, we get that in Australia. and When they wanted me to do the video, I'm like, "Of course, I'm going to do the video." Like, I know I love that product. I I need to try it at least. Um. So yeah, I just don't know where these other creators are getting their (laughs) two month leeways. It's
0: it's really it's really challenging, and I think as well, just even aligning with brands Mm -hmm. you actually use. Like, I just started working with Go To Skincare, Mm -hmm. and I can't tell you how long I've actually Mm -hmm. loved that brand for. Like. I think it was like 2018 or 19 I met mm-hmm. Zoe mm-hmm. and I've just loved the brand ever since. Like Face Hero is like the one skincare product. If I had to choose, that would be the one that I would have. And then having been able to like work with them long term, it's mm-hmm. just like crazy to me. Cause it's like, no, I genuinely fucking mm-hmm. love this brand. And it's so nice to be able to like weave that in and yeah. it's like kind of like more of an authentic content piece it's oh, like well I've been using this for years so 100%. I can truly talk to it and then obviously still
1: try out new bits and pieces that they and launch long-term partnerships go. like I, and I love them because then I end up talking about the same products all the time like say like my Maybelline my La Prose, my L'Oreal Paris mm-hmm. like I end up talking about the same products all the time so it is genuine and I am trying it for a long time which we love yes yeah. It's genuine and it's honest. I know. I
0: find it's interesting. I won't name names, but I saw this influencer. She posted a foundation mm-hmm. review and it was like a long-wearing foundation. That was the whole like concept of it. And then I'm not joking, a week later, posted another brand, which mm. was a foundation, long-wearing foundation, and it was just like, babe, like mm. – it's maybe space that out a little bit better mm-hmm. or kind of have a bit of point of difference to the content. Mm-hmm. Cause it just kind of gave me a bad taste in my mouth in terms of a brand perspective. Then mm-hmm. also like as a creator, I just didn't feel like it felt authentic cause it was not even like a different foundation. It was mm-hmm. literally the same product, two Ooh, different, like two okay. different brands. And I think it was just like, Oh, mm-hmm. I know you would have paid a, been paid a lot of money for that. Mm-hmm. And it just was like, Oh, how does that, how does that resonate with your followers if you're just showing off two different products? for the same like like in the same exact way and that's something that
1: i try and consider if i have accepted something even if there's no exclusivity around it Mm -hmm. trying to space it out or you need to talk about in a different way and i guess it's different for me because i do only pretty much talk about beauty so Mm -hmm. the reality is i will talk about say a mascara one week and then maybe a few weeks later because you know we all have like a million different products in our beauty cabinets but yeah for those like lifestyle influences as well it's like well how often can we talk about a new shampoo? Like how often are you actually changing your shampoo and conditioner? For real, right?
0: Like I also, I think as well with certain products because I am quite a hard converter. So Mm -hmm. I think even me as a consumer, it's really hard to get me Mm -hmm. across the line unless I feel like, oh, something's really just drawn me to the product. I think especially for shampoos, I've always been like a um salon professional mm-hmm. type gal just because i've just it's been ingrained in my head mm-hmm. do not touch anything that's not like you spend so much money on your hair yep. getting it the color you want I'll do 100%. not do not mess yeah. it up with like you know cheapy products mm-hmm. and i think it's always been hard because like especially certain products that you do have to use quite for a long period of time like especially mm-hmm. like skincare right mm-hmm. you can't be changing that up no. that frequently because it's just how are you going to get the results mm-hmm. how are you going to actually see if it works mm-hmm. and i find it so interesting when you see creators post a new skincare collab, I'm like, babe. Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah, how are yeah, you yeah, using yeah, that? Yeah. Like I, I'm all about mixing different yeah. products, but it's just and mm-hmm. adding one thing in here mm-hmm. and there. But it's really hard when you see like a full
1: routine from a different brand. I'm like, what? That's where it is. The full routine. The full routine. See, like I do obviously a few different sponsorships, a few different brands, and some of the products are quite similar, say like a hyaluronic acid. But the reality sure. is, you know, I am mixing out my hyaluronic acids because you can interchange those, but I find it really hard to watch someone's content when they're like this is the best skincare brand and this is a routine from start to finish and then they do the exact same thing with another uh, brand, brand a week later and I'm like but you just use that whole routine like and sometimes it's hard because mm. the brand they, they require you to yeah. do that and it's not saying I'll never do that yeah. but yeah that's where it gets a bit difficult and I guess that's back to your other question like that mm-hmm. is a challenge point for creators totally. like you know to find their like weave their way through these sponsorships like we are talking about money and for a lot of people that is their income Mm -hmm. it is their job and it's accepting the sponsorships that not only do they resonate with but also not over promising to their followers yeah, like this totally. is the only skincare I use and then they do the same thing two weeks later well, <laughs> exactly and
0: I think I've always been quite transparent like when I did my recent go-to content because it, f- it was a full mm-hmm. routine and I was like well I use pretty much all yep. go-to but they even said you can use any moisturizer mm-hmm. just don't feature it mm-hmm. obviously feature competitive brand but I was like oh yeah well I actually yeah. use a go-to one but mm-hmm. it was interesting how they kind of allowed that leeway with oh you can feature it but just don't show it and I was like yeah well that's quite realistic to be like hey okay, you're doing you know an oil you're doing an exfoliant mm-hmm. you're doing the cleanser And then if you want to change it up, I think that's Mm. quite fair. And I feel like a lot of brands that get it are being a bit more flexible with that. And you're kind of focusing on, yeah, like you said, a hyaluronic acid Mm. or a sunscreen or whatever it is. Mm. And then it's kind of one component in the routine rather than a full Thing, mm. but yeah, I guess it's just like staying true to yourself and what you actually, you know, you value in
1: terms of mm-hmm. for your followers and what you actually oh. you personally use. Hundred percent, and I think that's my biggest tip to creators that are probably coming up and trying to find their way in this industry is if it doesn't feel right reading that brief, don't, it's not don't going don't to feel it. right when you're yeah. filming it, and it's going to feel even worse when you post it. Yeah, so it's not worth it. I know it's not worth the money.
0: Worse than that, no. like I feel like I like to. I always want to feel really proud of the content that mm-hmm. I produce, and sometimes, you know, if I haven't given enough time, I'm like, oh, I wish I could have done that better. But like most of the time, I kind of like leave my like my brand passion I was like, you know, I actually mm-hmm. fucking love that. I was mm-hmm. like, that is a great piece of content, and I feel you know if I'm proud of it, and then if people don't like it, it's like, okay. Well, I did the best I yeah. thought I could. But if I knew that I could have done a bit better or mm-hmm. I was a bit bland, then it's like, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you know, I'm fair enough. The so. criticism. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but I think Next I've been one. really <laughs> right. I think I've been quite selective with what brands I want to work with Because it's so interesting because I haven't done as many beauty and skincare mm-hmm. brands. I've done a lot of within that lifestyle space. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I'm kind of trying to move a bit more into it. But like you said, like I want to choose the brands that mm-hmm. I actually do use. And I don't want to kind of oversaturate my content with mm-hmm. all these different things. So I do try a lot of stuff out and I think I like Trying all different beauty brands and I'm very much mixed between Luxe and, you know, drugstore. But it's hard when it's like there's just a lot of products always being launching. There's just so much going on.
1: You just can't keep up with it. I can't keep up. I can't keep up. As much as I like to pretend I can keep up. So people are like, have you tried this specific product that just really I'm like, no, I actually haven't. I'm stressed. (laughs) There's can't too many. It. Can't do and it. And I'm same as you. Like, I like the same products. It's really hard to integrate stuff into my routine. So unless something really catches my eye. And the reality is, yes, I do get sent quite a few course, products and I'm yeah. very fortunate. But the reality is, I can't afford to be going out to Mecca and Sephora or even Chemist Warehouse every day and buying a new product. No, totally. And also, it's just like for myself and my own I guess like ethics and what I hold myself to is I don't want a lot of product. Totally. I just feel really bad about it. I Mm. obviously have more than that average person because, you know, I've been collecting my whole, like since I was 16 Yeah, and then I was a makeup artist and now this is Mm. my full-time job, but I just, I can't do it.
0: It's so interesting the the chat around PR and stuff, because I find it's hard for me to kind of, I have to to take a step back because I'm like, okay, I've received this for free. I didn't pay for this is this something that I would promote mm-hmm. to my followers to buy with their own hard earned mm-hmm. money? Cause it's very, it's a different experience we have, right? Like we have the luxury of being able to try stuff that, you know, we didn't invest our own money into. And it's like, okay, this is amazing, but would I spend $50 on it? Maybe not, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's just kind of being, putting myself in that follower shoes, being like, mm-hmm. hey, we're in this privileged, privileged position mm-hmm. and other people aren't going to be getting PR boxes every single week mm-hmm. to try all the new products. And it's, yeah, it's kind of, I like to be a bit realistic like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe 50 bucks is steep for a blush mm-hmm. or, or whatever. And I don't think I would, you know, there's probably a dupe that's cheaper that's mm-hmm. giving the same effect. I think it takes a lot. Um, I, I feel like, Consumers can kind of see when people are being inauthentic and when people are kind of not being. I don't know, it's hard because when I'm taking a step back and looking at me and I, me following creators, I'm like, oh, like it's probably not the best look that you're pushing this. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't think your followers would pay that much for that product or whatever it is and it's hard because i've been kind of lost the value to buy beauty products mm-hmm. and then i'm like oh i remember i went and bought something the other day and i was like oh shit that's expensive yep. and i didn't even re- i didn't even realize mm-hmm. and it kind of was like oh that is just such a privileged position to be oh, in definitely. and it's interesting because i was before i did any kind of content i would i was buying stuff mm-hmm. you know i was in mecca i was like top tier mecca mm-hmm. like just level buying three, yeah level, level whatever it was, before it was even level literally, four literally <laughs> and then it was like buying stuff i was such a beauty like an avid beauty user and then now it's been obviously such a privilege not to as invest that much into it but it's like yeah wow things are expensive
1: mm-hmm. you know things are expensive and it's a lot and <laughs> in I feel this economy like even oh in this economy <laughs> um I would definitely resonate with people and I think I come from a different perspective because I have been a salesperson on the shop floor for at sure. Mecca and the reality is there I was even trying products for free and you know have access for to sure. my products I had a 40% discount yeah. like that helps Huge. a lot yeah you know that'll be nice to have again nice <laughs> <time>. <laughs> um But people would come in and they'll be like, okay, so my makeup isn't sitting. I want it to last really long. Mm -hmm. What do I need to buy, Claire? And I would tell them. And then, you know, at the end of the day, if you're starting from nothing, that is around $1,000, probably more these days. And then they would turn to me and be like, but what can I get rid of? And I felt, yes, it is my purpose to sell, but it's also to be honest and tell them you need this, you don't need this, you can come back for this later. Yeah. And that's what I try and do now. And as much as I fall into the trap, I think all creators do like, oh my God, I'm obsessed, you need this. I do try and make sure I do tell people like what exactly about the product that they need about yeah. it or like how it would suit them specifically. Mm-hmm. So recently I did the, I don't know if you've seen them, the milk uh, tint, it's like a tint <gasps> jelly blush. I
0: I really wanna try it. <laughs> it's
1: really, really fun. And I think it's a great product, yeah. but I made it clear this would be a good product for someone that likes a tint that yeah. wants something to last in this certain way. It's not going to be for everyone. everyone, yeah. And I think that's important to me because if you're just buying every single product, mm. how many like how many blushes does an everyday person? That's need? what I
0: mean. I look at my makeup. I'm like, why do I have a million pink blushes? And I just <laughs> I just stick with the same one. Yeah it's like, I'm just as bad as myself. I'm like, and I have the same makeup. Mm-hmm. I never, I kind of rotate things here and there. But when I like try something I really like, I just keep using it until I run yeah. out and then I might try something else. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. it's just like... And I think that's normal. I think yeah. that is the everyday consumer. And the reality is I actually watched something on TikTok about talking about this actual exact mm-hmm. topic about you see these influencers, and they're buying stuff 24 7 and the reality is they're probably returning it or you know they yeah. probably got it for free yeah. and that is the reality yeah and i'm not saying everyone is like that and you know some people do have it good i think on the other shoe it's like why do we always assume that everyone doesn't have it good and they're faking it till they make it some totally. people do have the money mm-hmm. to spend totally but that is their choice it doesn't mean that you have to, to do, do it, it. yeah
0: I think it's interesting, especially this conversation, which I'm sure you're seeing across Mm -hmm. TikTok, is the Sephora kids. Yes. And I find it so interesting and I saw a TikTok on it and I couldn't relate to it more, but it's like these, you know, 9, 10, 11-year-old girls Mm -hmm. are being being these menaces mm-hmm. in these makeup stores because they didn't have Justin Bieber <laughs> no. they didn't have One Direction and menaces, so I love it, it. <laughs> you know
1: what I mean running amok
0: <laughs> running amok because they didn't have like a boy band yeah. or like you know a pop idol mm-hmm. to like admire and sit at home and listen to music <laughs> and it's so interesting because it's like yeah I guess if I was in the generation I probably would be running a r- running amok mm-hmm. in these stores as well and so like they're they're literal kids they're yeah. not the children you it's know crazy. it's crazy
1: it's crazy i thought i was so cool going into mecca i remember <laughs> going into mecca maya with my mom because you know she would buy me makeup because i'm very fortunate and Love i was like mommy can i please have this nars bronzer and a Stop. concealer and it was really expensive then because um back then it used to be really expensive the us started like and yeah and all yeah. that and she was like yeah awesome and i was like wow i'm so cool i have like my naked palette back home naked and, like, palette! i thought i was so Bring cool back the naked palette and i was like you know 16 17 yeah. and now it's like you know, 9, 10, 11-year-olds just going in and buying it's like a, a drunk elephant moisturizer. I'm like, where, one, where is the money coming from? Two, you don't need that. You don't need that. And it's just wild. Yeah. It's
0: just a different world. Well, I think it's concerning because of the – I mean, back in the day when I was using skincare, I was just St. Ives, mm-hmm. Apricot Scrub, oh, girlie. Yeah,
1: we've been there. We've, we've been, been there.
0: there. Neutrogena. Yeah. We've been there. And mm-hmm. I think even now on the, on the other side, like you've got like brands like CeraVe that mm-hmm. are perfect mm-hmm. for kind of having that kind of more gentle – you know, gentle formulation. It's not so – these active ingredients that these, yeah. like, girlies are going and buying, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. I was – even over Christmas, my 10-year-old niece was, like, wanting drunk elephant. I was like, babes. Yeah. And it's just because the packaging's cute. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, like <laughs> – Stop it. Oh, I just could not imagine spending over a hundred dollars from my trust for a ten year old. Yeah, like that is a big, big commitment. Yeah, I just think it's it's just wild how things have changed, and I think in a very short period of time, it probably is TikTok, the power of TikTok. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when I worked at Mecca, don't get me wrong, we had like young, you know, sixteen, seventeen year olds coming after school having a look and they were buying like Mario Badescu, right? Yeah. Like, they, oh, the, yeah, you know, yeah, a little yeah. bit of Sol de Janeiro, yeah. maybe like Frank Body, because yeah. that's an affordable yes, brand. Yeah. I just did not see it coming that they would be buying... Expensive brands. Really expensive brands. And it's almost like back in the day, I remember our thing of... I don't want to say having wealth, but definitely being trendy and having something that's a bit nicer was, like, the Country Road bag. I feel like this is, like, the equivalent. <gasps> yes.
0: Oh, my God, the Country Road yeah. bag. And then I remember I started doing Sports Girl because mm-hmm. the colors were cuter. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like she was a one. trendsetter.
1: Yeah, they, they actually were really, really <laughs> yeah. cute. And Country
0: Road. Do they still sell those? I feel like Should they we brought them, them back? back. I
1: think I think I saw Jacob Elordi, like, he oh my God. was wearing one. So maybe Stop it. Maybe it's back. But I feel like that's almost the equivalent, and I think it always shows that there's always something to – Aspire to 100%. and like be, you know, you want to be included with your friends and mm-hmm. everything. But yeah, I just did not expect, and especially because of the rise of, say, Sarah V, and you know, that's in that fifteen yes. twenty-five dollar price range when that went wild in 2020, 2021, I was like, okay, this is good. Like, you know, some younger people can get some mm-hmm. skincare that isn't crazy expensive or Absolutely. even older people and not break yeah. the bank. And then all of a sudden it's just like glow recipe, drunk elephant, summer Friday. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Well, I can barely afford this yeah. to myself. <laughs> Literally. Like, I'm like, this is a bit of a treat for me, <laughs> yeah. but you know, if you can, but yeah, I'm not against it. Yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, that's my final thought that I'm not fully against it, but at the same time, I think they need to be educated on making sure that uh, they're not burning thing. their face. Yeah, I think it's choosing the right products. Mm-hmm. I think,
0: yeah, Zoe Foster Blake did a video on this actually mm-hmm. and she kind of like chatted through like what skincare is mm-hmm. good for teens and, you know, their growing skin and kind of talked through what obviously in her range mm-hmm. that she has. But I think it is, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird thinking back because I'm like I'm keen to see, you know, this next generation how their skin is going to be yeah. after this because, you know, I am like I'm glad my skin survived after mm-hmm. using the crap I did and mm-hmm. like using the makeup like – the products that we mm-hmm. use like the like the chiefy foundations like the dream mousse, the dream mousse. i use i think i used astralis mm-hmm. when i was in high school and the color was just mm-hmm. off i think i was like i also was a l'oreal true match girly mm-hmm. um i'm still a l'oreal true I, match girlie, honestly iconic it. product <laughs> iconic Iconic product but um yeah it's interesting to see how that's going to affect because my sister who's three years younger than me mm-hmm. she didn't use any makeup and her skin mm-hmm. is like stunning mm-hmm. i don't think i've really seen her have many pimples and i think it's because she didn't mess up her face with all the random products and wasn't maybe as involved in that beauty space so i'm really keen to see how this impacts skin of these yeah. like teens Just moving like forward buying
1: habits and also I feel buying like habits too yeah i feel like we were buying, say, like, drugstore makeup and stuff when we were younger and, you know, we were doing too much eyeliner and we were scrubbing our faces and everything. I feel like now, like, they're almost on a level playing field to people that are older and they're, like, late mm-hmm. 20s and 30s. They're buying the same products yep. as us and they're almost made to feel like... And this is an assumption because I'm not that age, but they're almost made to feel like they can't make those mistakes. Like, they need to look like, you know, your Hayley Biebers totally. and stuff like they that at such a young like a teenager. age. No, like, no. they're not having that awkward phase anymore. No.
0: Which is really interesting. It is because we didn't have the age of social media Mm influences and i think even like we were watching nickelodeon disney right Mm -hmm. and i think those were cringe. they were cringe Mm -hmm. they were like teenage that was the vibe Mm -hmm. whereas here you're looking up to you know your alex earls Mm -hmm. your really hot instagram model things Mm -hmm. and it's i don't know how that would impact you know Mm because even social media social media wasn't a huge thing it only was just being introduced you know coming out of high school Mm -hmm. um so yeah i think if i think if i was in the a situation there when it'd be challenging definitely because you want all I'm these not. things that everyone has even because yeah. like going back to us talking about YouTube like I love watching YouTube and I was like oh if I think back like yeah those like Christmas hauls were a bit mm-hmm. fucked up yeah like seeing what all these like rich <laughs> American were. kids got. I'm
1: like, that's, that's not normal. And we used to compare to that, but I still think that there was like a, almost a separation. Like, oh, that's their life. And yeah, this is my life. Totally, There was definitely obviously a comparison to a certain degree, but now it's like the everyday person and even young people are posting on TikTok and Instagram. They're making it seem like it is normal to own your drunk elephants, your expensive products. And so not. it would be hard. Like yeah. it'd be hard to separate that. And you're not and like the,
0: in the cool, cool kids. You're not cool
1: if you don't have your $40 Summer Fridays lip balm. <laughs> $40 is just outrageous. I mean, they're
0: great pretty, lip balm, they're but pretty they're,
1: they're pretty good. Also, they are pretty good. Yeah. But like crazy, oh, crazy yeah, for like a child to literally have oh. that. Like I can't even Absolutely deal. Absolutely wild. I don't know. Whenever <laughs> I have kids, if I'm lucky enough to have kids, I'm scared for these conversations. No,
0: seriously. Hopefully we're still getting PR that time. Hopefully we're getting PR. They can,
1: they can have the off cuts. <laughs> the I choose choice. first. I the have choose. first dibs. <laughs> you have the leftovers. So tell
0: me about a brand that you have really loved mm. or one of your favorite brands you've loved working with.
1: Because mm. I just want to talk about rare beauty yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm dying to talk about it okay so there's a few brands okay. we'll, we'll get to rare Beauty. Okay. i love charlotte tilbury love charlotte like tilbury. i love i really resonate with the brand i yeah. look at the you're makeup. such a
0: charlotte tilbury girly as well like it's just
1: giving <laughs> it's giving charlotte tilbury yeah we have like matching hair I, I really want to meet her one day and like take like a no little seriously product. but i love her products because it is that luxe and it makes you feel luxe yeah. as well like when it's you put experience. them on it's experience yeah. it's the packaging the products yeah. are really good i really love it i was really lucky that i have worked with them a few times through mecca and also um by myself I actually that was one of the bigger opportunities I had, it was actually unpaid, but I did a live video for them and it was on their website and it was just um, myself and a international artist. So she was in the UK Huge. and we were just, you know, talking like this, like friends, but Amazing. we were doing makeup, showing the new products. That yeah. was a really cool opportunity. So I love Charlotte Tilbury. I love Maybelline for like my drugstore. Mm-hmm. I love my L'Oreal Paris for my yep. drugstore. They make really, really good products I feel like are equivalent to high end. Totally. And then, of course, Miss Red Red <laughs> <Ms>. Gomez. <laughs> yeah, Miss Gomez. So if you don't know, I was really lucky to go to LA at the start mm-hmm. of the year. And it's just wild that I got to meet like Miss Lena Gomez. Like, she is oh,
0: just wild. like the like icon. And I feel like she's really like transcended across multiple categories, like Disney gal, mm-hmm. musician, mm-hmm. iconic musician, and then yep. like beauty boss. Mm-hmm. Like it's just all of these like amazing things mm-hmm. that it's just and it's
1: kind of like aged as we have yeah as well i have to add like the products are really good no
0: really great really good
1: and i i actually went in i think this is when i was working at mecca i think i went around the corner to go to sephora when it launched because i think it's launched for like two years Mm. now so that would make sense two three years and i went and i went to like film a video for tiktok and i was like oh it's launched and i just remember being like the products are actually good because you know we're so inundated with all these celebrity makeup and skincare brands that the fact that she actually cared about her brand Mm -hmm. and thought about the products and, you know, had a story behind it as well. She just has nailed it. Yeah, totally. And you can tell because the fact that I even got to meet her and have that one-on-one time, she really cares about her brand and the people that are supporting it as well.
0: Yeah, I think she just kind of brings a different, because, you know, you see people like her and, you know, Rihanna, that Mm -hmm. like, I just feel like they really get it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so unique, Mm -hmm. their brands and how they really, you can tell when people care about it, when people don't. And I think like on the flip, side not to like shade but like mm-hmm. you know Ariana has the brand uh-huh. but like we don't really see her do too mm-hmm. much with it and it's no. like I don't even know we can buy it here mm-hmm. anymore you know and I think it's anyone can just slap their name on mm-hmm. a brand or like a thing and it just it does whatever but you yeah. can really tell how involved these women are mm-hmm. and how they how much they love it and how much it means to them and I think even doing a brand experience like you got to go on like and to include international markets mm-hmm. as well it's so she obviously values mm-hmm. Australia as you know, yeah. we we love her over here. Like, can she yeah. please come over here? Yes. Like,
1: I've been begging the team. Seriously. So that's how it kinda of all started. Um, I only found out about the trip three weeks before, I should add. Oh my god. But I have met the Red Beauty team before because 'cause they've come down to Australia yep, and right. I was like, when is Selena coming? Like Seriously. you know, making it very clear, like, hey, like I wanna meet When's she her. When's yep. she coming? And obviously she has a very busy schedule. She's yep. like filming her show, you know, well, she has multiple shows, she has a cooking she's got shows, a lot going she's on like murders, da 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 da. Like she's got a lot going on. She's releasing released a new song, I think. She just said that she was going Stop to release it. a new song, so Stop. How exciting! I love Selena Gomez music. I don't even give a shit. Like I, I love, love her music. No, Selena
0: Gomez and the um, bop. and the scene.
1: Yeah, Is it's it, a bop. yeah, bop. yeah, it's a bob. Bob and <laughs> yeah, so she's very very busy. But I don't even know what we're talking about. I'm just so distracted by her. Like, I love Selena Gomez. <laughs> no, her coming to Australia. But yes, I did ask them, and she, they just said that she's very busy. But hopefully one day. Oh yeah, and that's what we're talking about. I do need to shout out. The fact that they did include Australian influences, and they are very considerate about this market that's what they said to me that they want to nurture this relationship yeah. because a lot of brands do not do not think about how many brands that don't even ship or sell here seriously in person and you know road is one of those yeah. and i will give her a little bit more leeway because it is a newer brand but glossier you know how they, long have that they, because they, they do now i believe they do now that was as of like, a couple of months ago that was,
0: that was literally like seven years honestly and it would burn me because every time yeah. i'd go to la or london i'd mm-hmm. be stocking up and it's just, like, why would you mm-hmm. completely not even – And the, like, I think people don't value Australia and how no. big the market is and how much we can mm-hmm. actually bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And it's really – um, yeah, it really annoys me because it's like,
1: come on, guys, like, yeah. don't leave us out or go into a retailer. Yeah, don't – Go into, go a, into retailer. a retailer. And that's another thing as well is as much as I appreciate some of these brands that do ship to us, like, it is important for me to make sure as a customer – I'm making an educated decision on what I'm buying. Like buying online isn't always a hundred percent. It's not a good experience will, sometimes. Yeah, it's not great. You have to wait for it yeah. as well, let alone pay the shipping all the mm-hmm. way to Australia. And, you know, makeup is hard in the best of times. It's hard to choose the right foundation shade in person. How are we going to do that online? Totally. How do I know what the consistency is? Do it, how do I know that blush color isn't exactly like the one I already have at home? Yeah, the photos, but that's hard to compare. And mm-hmm. I think when brands I have you know, called for some brands to be sold in person, they're like, oh, well, we ship through this company and da 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 da." great. I'm glad you're doing something better than some, but I don't think you get it. I want to try it in person. I want to be able to drive around the corner and go to a Mecca. And Mm -hmm. I understand not everyone has that luxury, you know, people that live more regionally, but- I want to be able to touch the products. I want to feel them. And I want other people's opinions in like Mecca Mm -hmm. and Sephora. Like that is their job to try it as well and give us those recommendations. I was a big Charlotte Tilbury girl. So the minute that they launched in Mecca, I was like, yeah, I'm buying even more. Yeah, huge. It's such a easy way to make more money. Yeah, And I know we're not as big as say US, UK and all that, but I think... I think we've proven that we can we make can. quite a lot of money. Totally,
0: Because yeah. even remember, like, do you remember when Megan's 4 weren't, mm-hmm. weren't even a thing? Yeah. Like, I was buying my Naked palettes online oh. through, like, a dodgy website. Yeah, God same. knows if they're even real. But it was, like, because like, we just love beauty, and mm-hmm. I think there's such a – it's so good now that it's it's so much more easily accessible. But, like, mm-hmm. back back when we were on the YouTube girly days, mm-hmm. you could not get those products. It's only if you went overseas yeah.
1: or if you ordered them from some Dodge website. I ordered from some really dodgy dodge websites. And – yeah, I really dodgy. Glad I'm so, my face I'm, is still. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm glad my face is still on. I'm glad my <laughs> mum and dad's credit cards weren't hacked. I'm actually very surprised about that. God.
0: So to finish off, mm-hmm. I wanted to get your thoughts mm-hmm. on what you think is going to be beauty trends mm-hmm. for this year, or Ooh. things that you think
1: out, in and Ooh, out. in and out. Okay, trends. Okay, smoky eyes back in. So you guys have like the I love a smoky eye. I love a smoky eye. You know, like how the what is it? No makeup, makeup, not clean girl, girl, clean girl aesthetic. That's what I'm trying to get out see I don't know what's cool because I'm like I'm not part of that I'm not I'm even my natural makeup like something like this going on we need something around the eyes or I look like I'm dying um so recently and it's so crazy how I fixate on one person but I really do feel like Hailey Bieber does have a lot of power in this beauty industry right now and you can see recently obviously they're in a colder season but she's got the darker hair she's got the darker smoky eyes Mm -hmm. going on it's a little bit more messy so I feel like you know getting out some like brown eyeliner smudging that around the eyes blending it out i'm all about a brown eyeliner Mm. i love brown eyeliner love it i love a brown eyeliner and i think that's really in at the moment so playing up the eyes a little bit even like a slightly darker lip Mm -hmm. i think the i love a nude lip but i think maybe just going a couple shades darker as well so just Mm -hmm. like playing a little bit more to that darker side getting rid of that clean girl aesthetic i know for a lot of people i feel like that dewiness did go out a little bit and Mm. people leaning more matte personally I a dewy- I'm, a dewy- I'm, a dewy- I'm a dewy girl. i would never be a matt girly i just don't think matt oh it i sat underneath my eyes the other day because i was doing like a lana del rey inspired look and i was like this does not look no, great this does is not like, look like, like it looks I mean. good but just like for me i need a little bit of something i need a little glow yeah Or we're looking a little something. older and it just doesn't see absolutely I'm looking everyone cakey. i'm looking cakey it's yeah. not sitting as well so i think as much as that's coming in maybe we'll see like more of like a satin so like an in between which yeah. i don't mind i don't mm-hmm. mind a satin i don't mind a satin no but I don't going that. fully matte i'm a bit scared so i'm not going to say that that's going to be a trend but i definitely think like the more smoky eyes a little yeah. bit more sultry kind of look bring back you know like 2016 eye yeah. makeup vibe. I think it'll be like a 2016 without the cut crease as well. I hope that that's I the case. I hate the cut crease. Yeah, I hate a cut crease. <laughs> uh, Scary times. Scary <laughs> times and no block brows or anything. Also like fluffy brows, not like electrocuted brows. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember a TikTok I watched they're like, please stop doing those <laughs> crazy brows. brows. Yeah, they're yeah, really so, like, like a overdone. Fluff, a, little a little fluff. I little fluff. I love a big in, brow. Yeah, I think I don't... As much as people saying the thin brows coming back, I just I'm see, not going to risk got, it. We're not, we're not risking We're that. not risking it. So this is what I mean. I'm scared to put things out to the universe because we're then what happens if it. things like happen? And some people, they look great.
0: I know. But
1: I have seen what, maybe people in like a few years older than me went through with taking all their eyebrows off Mm-mm. and they can't get it back. So what? I would say be wary if you do want to do that trend. I think it is going to be the trend this year, yeah. but being mindful that it's not going to be a trend forever. No. So do the upset. eyebrows that suit your face. Yeah. Let's That's my tip. Keep your natural eyebrows. <laughs> keep I your think. natural brows, you know, look clean up. I, I personally have barely any eyebrows. I need to fill them in. So like a tint and a lamy will always yeah. be part of my life. <laughs> so fair i'm not letting anyone <laughs> take off my brows don't worry
0: don't. no thin eyebrows for you i don't i think mine are just so bushy and yeah, out of control perfect. it would just be like no oh why God, would no, i do if that? You did that i think i would look really strange
1: that'd be scary i, I don't think i would recognize you <laughs> i feel like who is this person <laughs> who is this
0: without the eyebrows i feel like the eyebrows are like kind of like my face mm-hmm. and they're very dark and my hair's blonde and it's just like nah so they're, staying. Mm-hmm. they're staying they're staying Um, well, thank you so much for joining me. I loved having this chat with you. I love a little beauty guru. I don't love beauty guru. Oh I know, we need to bring my beauty guru.
1: We do. You are a beauty guru. Okay, okay? maybe I'll change my bio. (laughs) Beauty guru guru. (laughs)
0: So I will leave all of Claire's links in the show notes and you can find her, stalk her, look at all her fun content and all that fun stuff. Maybe we can do a little collab. Can Ooh. you do my makeup? Oh
1: my God, I can try. I'm nervous. I'm a bit out of practice, but I can't do it. Just do a little it. something. something yeah, do, maybe smoke eye. eye. Oh, okay. Let's yeah, it. let's do it. I love a smokey eye. I can do that.
0: Love it. Well, thank you so much, guys.
1: And we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.